It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick. Um, I know it sounds really loud, uh, you guys listening to the show, but that's because we're not in the studio in Como anymore. We're, uh, we've actually uh, gone south to San Diego, and we're down here for a very exciting reason, because uh, here in San Diego, uh, Nissan are introducing the brand new Nissan Kicks. If you're not familiar with it, you should go to Our Auto Expert and, uh, and have a look at some of the pictures. But here's the cool thing about the Kicks. Nissan have been ahead of the curve with a lot of their technology, and a lot of their SUVs. In fact, uh, they're about to have six SUVs in their lineup in the near future. And the Kicks is the smallest SUV that they have. It's the baby Nissan for all those hot, very, very uh, happy, artistic millennials out there. And um, Nissan have worked very hard to bring this to the United States. And actually, uh, Dan Bedore from Nissan this evening was telling me how excited the whole Nissan team is. Not just because they have a new car coming out, that's a great reason for them to be excited, but because this car really completes their, uh, their palette of SUVs in North America. Now, the other thing that you should know about the Kicks is, apart from it's been designed for millennials and is super functional and super cool, uh, it also has been uh, partially designed in San Diego. And that's because Nissan have a design center down here. And the exciting thing is that uh, I think no other car company has a studio in San Diego because it's a, a very fresh place to design cars. Just if you were going to design, uh, let's say, a coffee shop, you might do it in Seattle. If you're going to design a car, you might do it in San Diego where it's all about outdoor life, fun and adventure. The Kicks is, again, as I said before, one of the smallest uh, Nissan cars uh, in the lineup, or vehicles in the lineup. And for a lot of people, getting into a vehicle is a big step if it's new for the first time. And getting into an SUV is probably hard for a lot of people to do. For them to step into a vehicle, a new vehicle, and then into an SUV, it always seems like a big expense. Well, if I tell you for around $18,000, you can get into a brand new Nissan Kicks, that then makes this vehicle very palatable. It's been designed with flair. It's been designed with functionality. It's, uh, it's been designed so you can actually get all of your family's uh, equipment and members into the vehicle and trundle them off to the beach, to the mountains, up to ski for the weekend, wherever you might want to go. Very capable, uh, flashy in its design, and uh, lots of usable space. We've rounded up some of the best spokespeople that Nissan have to offer. We're going to be talking to the Vice President of Marketing, who's going to tell us how Nissan Kicks is going to be brought to the market. A lot of things that you're going to start to see on your television screen around the World Cup are going to involve the Nissan Kicks. You're going to start to see it announced to every different creed, color, and society member of America. You're also going to start to see a lot of billboards with Nissan Kicks on them because Nissan are trying to get the message out about this vehicle. And we'll find out about that. We're going to talk to the people in charge of hooking this vehicle up to your smartphone. How do you communicate with the rest of the world and what does the Kicks do? How is it able to communicate with your life through your smartphone? It has some interesting smartphone features. We'll find out how they're designed and how they're put together. We'll also get to talk to the product specialists about this. Uh, Ken Com is going to be here talking to us about how this vehicle was designed to come to market. What features it has, what trims it has, why they chose the color, the price and the way the vehicle was constructed. 
and we'll also get to talk to the guys who listened to the customers and found out what the customers wanted in the car and then designed, the engineered the, designed and engineered the cars to come to market. Different ways they were able to do this. We're going to find all about that in this episode of Our Auto Expert. That's all coming up on this week's show. And if you want to listen to previous shows, of course, you can do the due diligence of going to OurAutoExpert.com and listen to all our past shows. Or uh, you can find them on Podbean. We're very happy that we have you for our whole show and have taken you away from your family because what better place to be than listening to us about cars. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Start your engines, and they're off. Back to our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. All right, as we said at the top of the show, we were in, uh, we are in San Diego, and we are uh, driving the Nissan Kicks over the next few days. So we've explained what the Kicks is. Um, Eric Marks is with me. He is the director of Nissan Marketing. Eric, this is a new Nissan, a small Nissan, and that would suggest it's a new customer for Nissan or potentially new customers for Nissan because these it looks like to me this is the millennial go-getter for Nissan so you are you looking at attracting people who may have not looked at Nissan before or is this maybe people who have been in the Sentra and upscaling certainly the kicks is now what we would consider the entry level of our growing CUV and SUV lineup uh, the kicks is now at the uh, lowest price point of all six of our SUVs uh, and CUVs, and we see it as an entry point into the brand. We're very excited for the opportunity that Kicks is going to bring to us. We I hear constantly, not just in automotive, but in radio and TV marketing. We want the millennials. We want the kids. We want the ba- you know. We want these guys who are not yet uh, um, parents, but are potentially just about to become parents. This we want them. We want them. This is the audience we want. Why does everybody want this new millennial audience? What's, what's amazing, I'm not a millennial, you might be able to tell, I'm not a millennial. What's amazing about this millennial audience? Well, certainly youth uh, is a good thing. We're looking to sell not just a kicks now, we're looking to, to bring customers into the Nissan family uh, for, for a life term and for the opportunity to drive many Nissans through the years. So obviously the youth uh, angle and, and the appeal that we think the kicks is gonna have to that customer segment uh, is very attractive to us. Uh, but just in, in, in general, the, the Kicks is a fantastic vehicle for the money. It's a wonderful price point. The technology that, that's, that's available for the Kicks, we think it's going to have broad appeal not just to young millennials, but we think it's going to have a bimodal sales, uh, actual sales uh, target and sales um, numbers with people who are post-children uh, empty nesters, we think they're going to see it as a really fun vehicle and a great way to uh, uh, great to a great way to express themselves in that life stage as well. So the marketing target is going to be very youthful, but we think the sales target and the actual sales will uh, be much more broad. I think that was also a surprise to companies like Scion. They came out with these cars that were supposed to be youthful, they could do all these things with them, and then they suddenly found that the empty nesters were buying them as well. And it's always both ends of the life scale tend to like this kind of vehicle. Now, Nissan's really been known for value for money. Um, 
definitely with the Rogue. You got you get a lot more with the Rogue than you got with uh, a lot of the competition. Uh, and I was looking at some of the statistics. If you take all the parts out of one of these vehicles and you lay them on the ground, what you get dollar for dollar compared to the different sizes of cars is this is probably the most technology you get in a vehicle for the price. Do you think that's important to those millennials? Do you think having that extra bit of technology is what they're looking for? Well, over the last few months, uh, hopefully you've noticed that Nissan has come out with a new advertising campaign. We call our vehicles now, uh, the most advanced technology you own is now in your driveway. Many people assume it's in your hand with your iPhone or or your smartphone. Um, But we say the most advanced technology uh, you own is now in your driveway, and it's a Nissan. Uh, Technology that moves people is a line that's been in our LEAF launch ad last April um, and, and with our Tech for All sales event in May and with some rogue commercials that are out uh, out right now, you'll hear that we are focusing more than ever on Nissan Intelligent Mobility and the technology in our vehicles. And we do think bringing it to a mass audience, um, bringing it at a price point where a mass audience can, can see it, enjoy it, drive it, and own it, um, Kix is a perfect fit in where we're going with this uh, campaign and this technology focus. I look at this vehicle and I look at the styling and I look at the color combinations and the design and the flair that it has and it looks to me like it's a pretty e- easy vehicle to market because it, it does a lot itself. You just have to look at it and you feel almost invigorated. Eric, I'm going to take a quick break but when we come back I want to talk about some of the partnerships you have because I think you've talked a little bit about the, uh, the whole uh, marketing idea but the partnerships speak a next level to that because you're actually hitting these people where they go every day, uh, things like the World Cup and that seems to me the perfect logical sense. When we come back, more about the Nissan Kicks, the show today from San Diego. Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Back in San Diego, this show coming to you from downtown San Diego, where we are actually test driving the brand new Nissan Kicks, the smallest SUV in the Nissan lineup. Uh, We've had some fun with it, and we're going to get to talk to some of the people that actually put the car together. That's coming up in the following segments of the show. Right now, uh, Eric Marks is with us here. He is the guy in charge of marketing for this vehicle. Uh, you told me before we got on the air that you are doing some stuff around the World Cup. Not an official sponsor, but that seems to sit perfectly in this sort of young, entrepreneurial, uh, dynamic lifestyle. Why the World Cup? Why did you think the World Cup would be a good place to work with? Well, first of all, we, th- we think a multicultural audience uh, is a real opportunity. Um, we all know the growth, uh, whether Asian Hispanic, African-American, we know the growth there, we know the opportunity, and Nissan wants to uh, be there. And we think the Kicks is an appealing vehicle for those customers. And you just couldn't time it. If you, if you would draw it out and script it, you couldn't time it more perfectly to have this vehicle launching uh, when the target audience or part of your target audience is multicultural and the World Cup is here. And so it, it, it makes no sense for us 
not to be there. It makes all the sense in the world to be there in a big way. And so we're working with Telemundo. We're working with Univision. We're working with the Mexican national team. Um, we're going to be there in a big way. Having said that, though, uh, we're not a title sponsor. Um, that went to another manufacturer. But we're going to be there in a meaningful, compelling way, um, as you'd expect for anybody launching a vehicle uh, of this nature. Uh, during this time. No, no, and I look at the World Cup and I, I think, how many soccer balls can I get in the back of the kicks? That's the first thing that comes into my head. But that's, that's the person you're going for, right? That's the sort of the lifestyle. Someone's going to load this vehicle up. And I'm guessing, I'm already picturing ads of kayaks on the roof and, and people like, you know, taking a, a, a weekend jaunt out into the countryside somewhere. That's the kind of marketing lifestyle that this car is going to attract, right? Certainly. And, and we'll be doing ground-up creative uh, specifically for the Hispanic consumer um, around the World Cup, and we'll be uh, we'll be showing off the lifestyle. I, I would bet, uh, without giving it uh, away, uh, it'll be soccer balls. Um, <laughs> uh, you're, you're not far off with your how many soccer balls can we fit in a in a kicks. But think about it: the kicks, the name. It's just it, it couldn't be aligned more perfectly with uh, football, soccer, uh, the World Cup. And, and this fantastic vehicle. So we're going to have some fun with it with our advertising and, and be contextually relevant to that Hispanic consumer uh, more than any. That actually occurs to me. Is it, is it called football or is it called soccer in Mexico? Uh, you know, I don't know. And, and I say football, you know, try to have the accent. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, just give it a little, uh, you know, authentic Spanish flair. I think, You'll it's, be safe. Safe. I think it's safe to say football, right? Um, the... I now have pictures of the kicks in my head open on the World Cup field and the players trying to actually put the ball in the back. I know. You're going to have, have my job. <laughs> no, yeah. You're going to have my job. Uh, so let, let's talk about the, the longevity of the life of this car. The idea is you market it like crazy when you first get a new vehicle out so everybody knows about it. I'm super suspicious that something's going on with Nissan and the rest of the world because you have Rogue and then you had the Rogue One, the Star Wars film. It just seemed like too coincidental to be uh, normal. And now you have the kicks in the World Cup. Eric, thanks for spending some time with us today. We're in San Diego. We're test driving the kicks. Uh, when we come back, we're going to find out uh, all about the connected services inside the vehicle and find out how it's going to wire to your cell phone and maybe some things you didn't expect to get from such a little, very capable SUV. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Our auto expert with Nick Miles will be right back. Our auto expert continues on Como News. Here's Nick Miles. Welcome back to the show. Tiffany Dalton with us, the manager of Vehicle Connected Services for Nissan. We're talking about the new kicks. It's just arriving in showrooms in the next few weeks. Uh, everybody's pretty excited about it. We uh, saw it uh, unveiled at a, a recent auto show, um, and dealers are sort of chomping at their bit. I have to tell you, though, Tiffany, um, I was in San Diego about six weeks ago and saw a kicks on the street. So somebody snuck one out when they weren't supposed to. I mean, maybe it came across in Mexico. I'm not sure. But it, uh, you know, it, uh, it was driving a silver one. I don't know if it was, uh, if, if anybody can own up to that. Um, you probably have one of the hardest jobs in, in the business because the millennial customer that we just, uh, we heard from Eric was people who are trying to get into this vehicle are looking for their cell phone to be part of the vehicle and the connected services is that's kind of part of what you're about right is having Absolutely. those connected services with the cell phone mm -hmm. so what do you got to tell me about the new kicks how is it going to wow the pants off those millennials well um, from our perspective there are two 
two ways in which we connect the, the customer. The first is with SiriusXM audio, which is our beamed-in um, connectivity for that customer. So it includes SXM audio plus advanced audio features. The next level of connectivity is what you're talking about, which is that Apple CarPlay and Android Auto available on Kicks. Um, so, you know, the millennial today wants to be able to provide their own content, their music, their podcasts. They want to listen to it the way that they want to engage with technology. So it allows us that one more opportunity for personalization of that vehicle uh, to fit their life and lifestyle. So let's talk about um, the elephant in the room. A lot of car companies not wanting to put either uh, Android Auto or Apple CarPlay in their vehicles. Um, I know that BMW resisted for a long time getting in bed with Google and, and doing stuff, but you guys have not, um, you've not had those hurdles like some of the other companies. I think that as consumers, we are very accustomed to the way in which our phones work, and they are a seam they have become a very seamless extension of who we are. Uh, so we're providing customers that same experience when they come into the vehicle. Um, we think it's a great opportunity to offer those products uh, and to build safe ways to interact with your technology that don't become a distraction in the car for you. Well, that's always the thing, isn't it? Because you don't want people to be distracted from driving because that leads you to sort of a, a mantra of being irresponsible towards those customers who are buying your vehicles. I, I'm, I have no idea how you get from an iPhone, which you have sitting in front of you, to get it connected to a vehicle. Is that a complicated, horrible process in which engineers just don't want to talk to you? <laughs> Not at all. So um, as a consumer, when you get into the car, uh, it's really as seamless as plugging the USB cable um, into the into the port in the front uh, center stack. It's that seamless. Um, we for, the, for, the customer, for the customer, but for you guys to engineer that to be seamless, oh, was that goodness. horrible? Um, you know what, I would have to leave that to the engineers to answer that one. Um, <clears throat> just, um, I do know that there is quite a bit involved regarding the the head unit and the electrical harness in the vehicle but beyond that I, I don't have the because scope. let's be honest as Americans we want to go through the drive-through we don't want to ever stop and get out of our cars as Americans uh, we want to sit at home and have Uber Eats deliver our food and when we go to a restaurant we don't want to make more than 12 minutes for our meal so the last thing we want to do is have any delay in plugging our car into the phone and having it not work and mm -hmm. and probably not have any services as well mm -hmm. is it important for you to have that experience completely seamless for the customer? Not only do we make it seamless, but we give the customer some options. So one of the things you may notice tomorrow in your vehicle is that as the customer, you can set whether or not you want it uh, Apple CarPlay or Android Auto to always take over the screen. You also have the option to make it ask you or never prompt me. Um, so it gives you some flexibility. And just uh, something that we'd like to do for Nissan from the show is uh, our show is recorded every week on a podcast. If you ever need to test it, just go to ourautoexpert.com. You're quite free to test the show anytime you want in the kicks. Um, when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more and I want to make a public apology to Nissan for something I did that you probably know about, but you didn't know it was me. So uh, when we come back, we'll talk about that. Uh, we're in San Diego. We're talking about the brand new Nissan Kicks and we're talking to some of the people that put it together. We'll have more coming up in the next half hour of the show. Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. 
Welcome back to the show in San Diego, talking about the new Nissan Kicks. Uh, we have Tiffany Dalton with us. She is the manager of Vehicle Connected Services. Uh, Tiffany, do you have Android, uh, sorry, do you have Alexa capabilities in this car or is it just in some of the others? So Amazon Alexa is specific to Nissan Connect Services, which is the next level up uh, of features. And so you do have the ability for vehicles that are capable of remote start, um, remote lock and unlock. Those types of vehicle, or I'm sorry, those types of remote features are available with Amazon Alexa. Those are not currently offered on Kicks. So I have to tell you the story, and the reason I said I was uh, just a couple segments ago, I said I was going to uh, apologize for this. And when we were at the Nissan Leaf launch, um, you had an Alexa out there, and we thought it was a most uh, delightful idea. So I said to Alexa, um, Alexa, please order 25 gallons of milk. And she said, uh, 25 gallons of milk ordered. <laughs> so I was like, oh, <laughs> Alexa, can you cancel 25 gallons of milk? And she said, uh, unable to do that task or whatever the exact language is. So I'm sorry to ever got 25 gallons of milk at Nissan. <laughs> but we, we accidentally ordered it on uh, the Alexa and we could do nothing to uh, cancel it. So there is some downsides to having Alexa in the vehicle. Is that... Are things like Alexa, are all those type of things, uh, you know, Google Home, are they the next generation of what comes into these vehicles? You know, we certainly see that um, things are evolving. You're starting to see bots. You're starting to see these um, personalized assistants. Um, we certainly think that um, consumers want to have the ability to conveniently use their voice to interact with their surroundings, uh, and that extends to their vehicle as well. Um, <clears throat> I know that for me personally, when I'm getting ready to leave in the mornings, my keys, because I don't need them to open my door, are already in my backpack, um, and my phone is too, and so it's very easy for me to just shout to Alexa and ask her uh, to <laughs> start my Nissan. Right. Um, so it certainly makes getting out the door in the mornings much easier for me, uh, and I think that our, uh, our consumers feel the same way. The voice interaction between these vehicles, so when, when I hit that voice button on the steering wheel, how much of that comes into your, I mean, how much is that stuffed? Is, is it what you work on versus the engineers? Is that completely connected services? So that, um, that is also part of the engineering side, so a little bit less. We can use the um, talk functionality in the car to engage our services. So you can uh, ask the vehicle to um, open up your maps, your navigation, those types of, of features and functionality. I, I, and I'll talk to the engineers about this, but I, I don't think they always take into account accents mm -hmm. because quite often I have to put on an American accent. I really do. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to say, you know, hey, call this number. I have to put my deep American Southern Your accent on. Yeah. Voice on. <laughs> They've got a lot better. They used to be, uh, used to be much harder to have those services. Connected services um, just doesn't go, it doesn't stay with just Android Auto and, and Apple CarPlay, right? Is there going to be things coming in the future which are much more broader than just using your phone in a car? Absolutely. Um, but some of the stuff that we have that we're currently working on, um, we, we can't talk about right now. Really? Mm -hmm. You can't just even give me a hint? <laughs> <laughs> nope. The standard line is always, I can't talk about future product. Right? Can't talk about future product. Uh, Tiffany Dalton is the manager of Vehicle Connected Services. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more into the product of the car, the planning of that product, and uh, why they end up in certain trim levels. So when we get to uh, talk to Ken, who is the director of product planning from Nissan. We're in San Diego. We're talking kicks. All this show... 
Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. He's Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Well, the show this week coming to you from San Diego. We're talking about the brand new Nissan Kicks. We have still to come. A lot more people on the show, including the guys that listened to the customers and engineered the vehicles. We'll also have this show up on the web, as all of our shows are on the web. You can go to ourautoexpert.com and listen to previous shows. And there's a little bit of a social media component to what we do. Uh, Our Auto Expert is also a hashtag which you can follow on Instagram. And then we have the usual social media pages. You can go to Twitter, you can go to Facebook, and you can also go to Instagram where you can find out all about our auto expert we have pages which have current news and let you know what's going on in the automotive world and of course we'd love to hear from you as well if you have things that you want to talk to us about uh, you have questions about cars you're looking to buy a car or you're looking to get some advice on cars by the way don't ask me to change your oil because i can't do that uh, all of those things uh, at uh, our auto expert website and then of course uh, we'll we'll see you on the television too coming up in the next hour more nissan kicks and anton wall and rejoining us. Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. We are talking about Nissan Kicks. Uh, we are here in San Diego doing a special show. We are one of the first people in the world to get to drive this vehicle. And uh, I actually got to see one uh, driving around San Diego about six weeks ago. So I was pretty excited when I uh, got the opportunity to come down here and drive it. The guys that actually make it possible, we saved the hardest jobs till last. Uh, Thomas Malley is here. He is the assistant chief vehicle engineer. Um, Thomas is, is responsible for uh, making sure that all those targets that got set for the vehicle got met. And, uh, and he's also somewhat uh, responsible for killing all the dreams of the designers and telling them that that's impossible to do and to, to go back and to redraw it as well. And uh, Stephen Solly is here. He's the vehicle uh, development uh, manager. Uh, I'm going to ask you, well, I'll start with you, uh, Thomas. If, if you get the designs from a designer and they're completely um, like crazy, how do you go tell a designer that they need to just go back and get in touch with reality? Actually, they're not usually that crazy and not too outlandish. Um, I think they have a good understanding of what is possible, and uh, they like to push the envelope. And we actually like to accept that challenge and provide them with the ability to make that dream a reality. Uh, so we do everything in our that we're capable of to try and achieve that dream for our customers. One, one of the things too is you're responsible for things like making sure the fuel economy numbers are met and uh, making sure that the, the safety, the crash tests uh, are met as well. I want to crash a whole bunch of cars. I think you actually have the best job in the world to crash cars and to do it as part of your job. I don't actually get to crash the cars. I get to watch them <laughs> get crashed. Um, but uh, it's actually, that's like an exciting uh, part of uh, the, the engineering development phase is seeing that car crash and perform as you expected it to be. So we run, we run several different uh, CAE models uh, during our digital phase of development, and then when we actually get the physical cars and we crash them, we see that performance and we see that what we designed is good, 
the dummies are safe and the performance is met that we're trying to achieve, both from our perspective and, of course, the regulatory perspective to, to meet the government standards. A good day for you at work is no dummies were harmed in the, uh, in the crashing of this vehicle? That's always a great day. <laughs> uh, Stephen, you're, you're actually responsible for uh, really setting the, the goals, uh, in a sense, for the engineering department. Uh, but you get to talk to the, to the customers and find out what, uh, what the customers are looking for and, and take that into a, into a reality. Are you talking to them or are you watching them? Because there's, there's two different, very different things. Because I know a lot of people have started to watch customers a lot more than to listen to necessarily what they say because what people often ask for in a vehicle isn't what they really, really want. Yes, my job really is to, to listen to the customer as well as observe the customer and take that customer voice and create um, engineering requirements out of what the customer wants. So it's kind of a translation job to, uh, to ensure that what that customer wants is in the vehicle in, for, in terms of targets. So give me an example of something that you picked up on a clinic that showed up for a customer, a group of people that you guys decided at Nissan that you said, you know, oh, customers are clearly want a tailgate that's adjustable in height or, you know, customer, those type of things. So, I mean, maybe give me an example of a clinic. What will you do in a clinic to actually, or what will you do with customers to find out what they want? Because, or is it just survey forms perhaps? I mean, that, how do you get your information? How does that information income into Nissan that makes you understand what a customer needs? Well, we'll do both. Um, first of all, start out with surveys, and we'll so I have um, a much larger sample size, you know, 10, 20,000 customers, and uh, we'll get data from them from that perspective. And then we'll break that down and we'll identify who our target customer is, and then we'll set up interviews with those target customers. And so we go and talk to them and observe um, what they, how they use their vehicles. Uh, we will drive around with customers in their own personal vehicles. They may be competitive vehicles, not necessarily Nissan vehicles, and understand how they really use their vehicles and what's important to them. Um, we even get into areas in terms of cleanability because children will drop Cheerios and things like that all over. And, and so we ensure that um, the vehicle is also very cleanable as well. Thanks for listening. Up next, more with the Nissan Kicks. We're finding out all about this brand new small SUV, the smallest in the Nissan lineup. More coming next. Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. Welcome back to the show. We're in San Diego. I'm talking to uh, Stephen Soli and uh, Thomas Malley. We're, we're talking about the brand new uh, Nissan Kicks. We're at a Kicks special launch. So uh, one of the things, guys, I want to talk to you a little bit about is what happens with these vehicles um, when, when customers have things in these vehicles. What do they uh, not know that they want? So I guess, Stephen, this would be a, definitely a question for you. Customers often think they want a lot of stuff in their cars, but what they really want is to peace of mind a lot of times and safety. So how, how do you translate that into, into giving them? How do you, when you do your customer research, how do you translate that they want safety in their cars, but they don't actually tell you that? Well, I mean, safety is something that we all look for, um, whether customers, just everyday life. Uh, and we want to be safe. We want our family to be safe. And so we, we certainly understand that and um, watching customers use their vehicles and, and how they interact with them, we have an understanding of, you know, the importance of safety to them and their family. 
So when a customer comes to you and, and they, uh, they talk about simple things like, uh, oh, you know, I, I'm having trouble getting my child in and out the back door. I want you to make it bigger. Um, or it's hard to get a car seat in and out the back. Um, do you look at that and say, we can't do that safely sometimes? We can't make the opening bigger or, or those type of things? Are there some things that customers want that just aren't in their best interests? Because I know I, love, I want things like a microwave and a coffee machine in my car, and that's not in my best interest, I can assure you. No, we, we certainly we balance customer needs and, and what's required for the vehicle. Um, you know, so if it's an opening, second row opening, door opening size, you know, we have to balance that from a usability standpoint and what a customer can, can really use in, in terms of putting a car seat into the back seat um, versus what we can do from a safety perspective. And so we need to balance all of those, those needs. On the engineering aspect, uh, one of the things that's always amazed me is uh, how weight savings can make a huge difference to a vehicle. Just not only um, how it handles, but also how much you can save on fuel economy and those type of things. So every time you get to design and do the engineers of a new vehicle, engineering aspect of it, products have changed. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing about products now that were unthinkable two years ago. I mean, I, I talked to sports car companies that say, we couldn't have made this five years ago. We didn't have the technology. It did not exist, the technology. So how much of your job is just learning what's changed, what changes on a daily basis, you know, what kind of metals, where, where we can use plastics and polymers, where we can use carbon fiber, high strength. And, I mean, it used to be high strength and steel was like 15% you know, of a car. And I mean, I was uh, looking at one the other day that had like, 86% high strength steel in it. I mean, things change so dramatically. How do you keep up with all of that? Yeah, that's definitely true. We, have a, we live in a changing environment. Um, so that's why we continue to innovate and put new technologies, whether it's, like you said, high strength steel or other things like Nissan Intelligent Mobility to make sure that the customers get the safety technologies and other things that also are there uh, to provide them with that comfort and convenience and uh, confidence when driving our cars. Um, you also mentioned weight. Uh, high strength steel is a big uh, benefit for us to reduce the weight on cars but still meet all the crash performance criteria. Um, in our case, we're able to achieve uh, just over 2,600 pounds uh, weight, which is almost 10% less than the next closest key competitor. Um, with that, combined with our high horsepower, we're able to give them good acceleration performance. We're able to provide that good fuel economy to the customer. Um, and those are some of the key aspects that we really want to get them in this price point for this vehicle. Not to make you guys uncomfortable, but I'm going to ask you to tell me uh, what your, what, what's your personal favorite thing um, uh, about the new kicks. Uh, for me, uh, I got to test drive it over at the Arizona Test Center. And uh, driving it on our marketability course, uh, I feel the handling and uh, ride comfort of this vehicle is great. Um, uh, our intended customer, the Millennials, uh, it's intended for city driving, and it's going to be a car that's fun for them to drive and uh, have all the other connected services and other things that we offer to them. So I think uh, we're really hitting uh, our target customer really well with this car. Excellent, gentlemen. Thank you for giving us a bit of your insight into uh, the Nissan Kicks. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll round up this part of the show and talk a little bit about availability and uh, also uh, where you can test drive a Nissan Kicks and some of the facts that you may not have known about the car. That's uh, when our auto expert continues. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. 
He's Nick Miles, and this is our auto expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Well, welcome back to the show. We are actually in San Diego still, but we've caught up with one of our show regulars. Anton Warman is joining us. And uh, Anton, uh, let's start by talking about Nissan because uh, Nissan have an all-electric car, which you are very familiar with, the Leaf. And uh, we just had sales figures, and they weren't as good as we might have expected. Yes, Nick. Basically, what's going on here is that there's an enormous bifurcation of the sales performance of the Nissan Leaf. In the United States, the sales numbers have not been great, even after the new model started hitting dealerships at near the end of January. However, in Japan, and in particular in Europe, the Nissan Leaf is selling extremely well. And the sales numbers in some of the countries in Europe make Nissan Leaf by far and away the best-selling battery electric vehicle in many countries in Europe, including in Norway, which is the largest country in Europe for sales of pure battery electric vehicles, thanks to the generous incentives that are offered in that country. So you may ask yourself, why, in contrast, is the Nissan Leaf not selling nearly as well in the United States? Well, there are a couple of explanations for this, but the, the one in particular that you need to consider is that all automakers have to start to phase out the $7,500 uh, a car uh, federal tax credit that uh, essentially is a phase-out period that starts when you hit 200000 After you hit 200000 you get two quarters where you can sell as many as you want. In theory, if you could sell a million of them, you could sell a million of them at that point that has $7,500 attached to them. And every automaker would like to time a, a, a ramp-up in volume to hit precisely at that point. And we are speculating that the longer range version of the Nissan Leaf that might have about 230 miles of range might very well hit just about as Nissan also hits 200,000 sold in the US and if they do that at that point that would be the natural point for Nissan to increase sales volumes of the Leaf in the US by attaching all sorts of uh, manufacturer incentives to the product and that might happen closer to the very end of this calendar year. So let's talk about the way that this might work. So uh, they have to phase out the 7,500, as you said. So Nissan hits 200,000 right at the beginning of a quarter. And then for the following half a year, for yeah, the following for the first, half. Yeah, exactly. So what happens is that for the remainder of the quarter in which you hit 200,000 sold in the United States, and for the full quarter after that, every single unit that you sell gets a $7,500 federal tax credit in the United States. And then for the two quarters after that, you have an equally unlimited number of units at half of that incentive, which would be $3,750. And then finally, the last two quarters, you get an unlimited number of $1,875 
dollar incentives. Now, of course, what you want where people are going to be most interested in buying this product is when they get the full 7500. Anton Wallman, our uh, independent investor and analyst, we have uh, two more breaks with you. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, some other things in the news, including the fact that uh, the first videos are out of the new iPace and there are some outstanding pieces of information, like how wet you can get the car. We'll find out about that coming up. Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. Como News. Time to set it on cruise control. This is our auto expert. Here's Nick Miles. Welcome back to the show. Still with us, Anton Warman, our independent investor and analyst. We're still continuing our show from San Diego this week. We, we traveled south to enjoy a little bit of sunshine, but uh, specifically because Anton was here and the Nissan Kicks was being released. Uh, Anton, Jaguar I-Pace, uh, this vehicle has been teased for a couple of years now um, in its final form for the last year or so we've seen it. Journalists are getting to drive it right now. Uh, I know that we get to go to drive it in the following week, uh, this next week in Portugal. But let's talk a little bit uh, about the car and some of the initial impressions that journalists have had. Yeah, basically the Jaguar I-Pace is Jaguar's first all electric car. This is not a hybrid of any sort. It's a pure electric car. It is also the very first premium uh, competitor to Tesla in the all electric car segment. The Chevy Bolt was a competitor, but it was not a premium competitor. So Jaguar is first to market with something that truly goes as exactly head to head with Tesla as you can get it. The car is built in Austria by a contract manufacturer that also builds the Mercedes G as well as the uh, BMW 5 Series sedan. And it's built in the same factory as that other small Jaguar SUV called the E-Pace that you saw entering dealerships here just a few short months ago. And uh, the I-Pace, the electric car here from Jaguar, uh, just went into production. It goes on sale this month in June in Europe. It should be in the United States in dealerships by about September 1st, plus or minus, and then in China a month or so after that. So that's the timeline. Now, the vehicle may have some unique features that will make it a real killer at the country club. For example, the car is actually somewhat off-road capable, as we are going to be learning. Uh, you can actually take this thing off-road a little bit, which, of course, given the company's pedigree with Land Rover, uh, is uh, almost no surprise, but nevertheless is quite startling when you put it in the context of an all-electric vehicle. In addition to just going regular off-road, the car also has a wading depth. In other words, driving it on in a watery creek or in a some sort of a minor lake here of 50 centimeters which is 20 inches so if it's 20 inches of water maybe even in los angeles you have that one in a 10 or 15 year flood and you're gonna have to wade through 20 inches worth of water because this battery is sealed and there's no exhaust tailpipe or anything like that you can actually make it through this car may end up being as roadworthy off-road worthy as a Land Rover Defender, which is quite amazing. And this is a car that can be sold with optional 22-inch wheels, even though 18s are standard and the mid-range specs have about 20-inch wheels. But I think this will be a very interesting offering that may very well be the single hottest thing in the upcoming season for the valet parkers to park in front of your most exclusive country club. 
All right, let's talk a little bit about the stats, the cost of the price, uh, the cost of the vehicle, um, and also presumably it, it is warranted for tax credits, and at the same time, uh, what sort of fuel economy we're getting and how far will it go on a single charge? Yeah, so basically the Jaguar i starts in the United States at a base price of $70,495. Which happens to be the exact same base price as the Jaguar XF wagon. That's right. Well, and they, they like to call it a sport brake. Yeah, and also it's just ba basically undercuts a little bit the Tesla Model S, and it also cuts undercuts the Tesla Model X just a little bit. And, of course, Jaguar is eligible for a $7,500 federal tax credit. And because Jaguar hasn't really sold any vehicles yet that are eligible for this tax credit in the U.S., they will be able to get this rebate for probably a few years to come whereas Tesla runs out of them just in the next year or so so that means that the effective price to the consumer is going to be quite favorable in favor of uh, Jaguar here all right well and of course we have a new G-Wagon coming which may topple uh, those numbers a little bit they may sell a little more of those too when we come back uh, Anton you got to sit in on the shareholders uh, call from uh, Tesla uh, this last week and uh, there was some interesting projections from Tesla it's a little bit like the boy that cried wolf do we believe any of it we'll find out when we come back More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Start your engines and they're off. Back to Our Auto Expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. Welcome back to the show. Our guest is Anton Wallman, independent investor and analyst. Uh, we've talked about many things uh, here in San Diego. We continue uh, our next segment talking about Tesla. They had the shareholders call this week. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, so uh, Tesla hosted its annual shareholder meeting and Elon Musk uh, basically gave an update on production. He gave an update on the company's plans to build more factories. Basically, he says that uh, within the next month or so, they are going to be able to make 5,000 Model 3 cars per week, which is basically what he has been saying for the last two, three, four months. That's basically been where he's been at. And we'll but see if didn't they miss that deadline a few times. Oh, absolutely. They were supposed to make 5,000 by the beginning of December. And then it became, you know, early uh, 2018. And then it became in the spring. And now it's sort of end of June. And then, of course, that is the number of cars made. But they also have to sell them and deliver them. And there tends to be a leakage between what they actually are able to produce and how many that are actually being registered out there in the field. Currently, of course, the car is only sold in two countries, United States and Canada. And because Tesla wants to hit 200,000 units, not on June 30 or before, but rather on or shortly after July 1st, that means that they are probably going to hold back their deliveries in the United States in the month of June and therefore divert as many units as humanly possible to Canada in June. So that'll skew the numbers a little bit when you see them reported in early July as well. Now, the company also made an update, provided an update on their intent to build a factory in Shanghai. They're going to give a, a full uh, update on that, they hope, in July. Uh, they, that will be a combined battery and vehicle manufacturing factory. So they'll make the batteries, probably with Panasonic, and make the actual car all under one roof. 
So one of the most successful parts of Tesla has been the Gigawatt factory making the batteries, and then that doesn't seem to have had as many problems as the as the car factories have had. Uh, and they're now talking about up to twelve of these factories around the world eventually. Yeah. So the the idea here is that uh, following the uh, battery factory in Nevada, the second factory will be in Shanghai, and then a third one that they are going to announce in uh, sort of six or nine months from now would be in Europe, and then a number of them after that all over the place that eventually will be 10 or 12 of them in you know a nondescript number of years down the road and the question is do we believe any of this stuff coming out of Tesla? Well, their biggest constraint right now is, of course, money. The company uh, has uh, over $10 billion in debt, plus another 20 or so billion in liabilities, and they're losing money and have already very negative cash flows. So where are they going to get the money to build all these factories? You take a regular automotive factory, that's at least about a $2 billion. A battery factory is another $2 billion. So this factory in Shanghai is going to cost somebody on the order of $4 billion. So we'll Tesla clearly doesn't have the money today. Can they raise the money? Can they partner with maybe a Chinese partner or maybe a Japanese company or somebody else to make this factory in Shanghai? That is the real big question. And my my uh, my suspicion is that in the month of July, Tesla is going to announce that they have some sort of investment or other industrial partner that will provide the funds for them to build this factory. And of course, then it'll take about three years or so to actually build the factory. So it's not like these cars are going to be spinning out of this factory in the next year all right there you go your stock advice your car advice and your information about what's going on in the market anton warman you can uh, always find him here at our auto expert or seeking alpha is where a lot of his stuff gets published he is our independent analyst and investor when we come back i'm going to share with you a secret the secret is how you can get our auto expert 24 7 Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Well, I hope you enjoyed our little look at the uh, brand new Nissan Kicks, talking to some of the people responsible for bringing the car to market and also finding out about how the Nissan Kicks fits in the lineup. This show has been done entirely on location in San Diego. Excited for the fact that we got to get out of the studio and actually uh, broadcast from a separate location and be with some of these people firsthand where we could actually talk to them about the brand new car. So the Nissan Kicks is going into dealerships as we speak. The vehicle starts just under 18 thousand dollars if you didn't get any of the information you can find it all and some of the best deals at ourautoexpert.com and of course you can follow us on social media we're there all the time and we are available 24 7 in previous show version you can listen to our podcasts that is at ourautoexpert.com plus there's a whole slew of video and social media information available if you'd like to be part of our broadcast on an ongoing basis until next week's show we're happy that you've been with us and we'll be back again with more car stuff. Keep that right foot pinned to the floor. That's great. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Our auto expert with Nick Miles will be right back.